Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Hello, realists. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we're going to have a real talk on some very controversial topics. First, we're going to have a little chat about our feelings on breastfeeding in public, and then we're going to jump into some current news events like billionaire space tourism, celebrity rapists, and why can't Britney just be free? This should be a lot of fun, so let's get started. Hi, Heather. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. A little tired from going back to work, but I can imagine. Yeah. I'm I'm here and I'm well. How are you? I am tired too for different reasons, but um glad to be here talking to you today. Well good. So I have some so first of all, I want to say that um I'm just gonna throw this out there. I've been listening to so many red table talk podcasts in the last few weeks which is so great because a few weeks ago you're like I don't really like the red table (laughs) I wasn't into it at like I have been I've been subscribed to it for a lot like since last year um and I listened to maybe half of one and I'm like this is fine it's cool but like I didn't really know if I vibed with the people and you know for anyone who doesn't know that's um jada pinkett smith and her daughter and her mother and then some and then they have guests on they just like talk about things and it's really cool because jada pinkett smith um does seem very open-minded and likes to talk about things and likes to put things on the table so it's been really interesting and they talk about a lot of really current things things that are really important and they're very short podcasts, which I really like because I can listen to like five of them in a row. Um, and I feel like I, I know all, you know, I've heard all the things. So something came up on like while I was listening to the podcast that I kind of just wanted to hear your take on because I thought I realized we hadn't spoken about it before. Um, so I was listening to and this is, this is relevant in general. And I've been thinking about it in general, obviously, because, you know, I'm having a baby and everyone's, you know, talking about breastfeeding. So I was listening to a red table talk with Selma Hayek. And I just remember a story a few years ago. Well, it was probably quite a few years ago because Selma Hayek's child is like nine or something, 13, or I don't know. Yeah. But I remember after Selma Hayek had her baby, she was like touring Africa or doing some kind of humanitarian thing because she like is constantly saving the planet or something. But she was like breastfeeding people's babies. And she yeah. was like, well, why wouldn't you do that um, if you have the means and they're hungry babies? And, you know, it kind of makes sense. I mean, there used to be wet nurses to do things like that. And okay, you know, sure, if you're healthy whatever but so it just got me thinking about breastfeeding and I've been thinking about breastfeeding anyway and I realized we've never talked about public breastfeeding and what our thoughts are about that because it's really it's really relevant for me coming up and um I'm just I'm curious about your take on on that I I realize like I've 
I've definitely, I think women get shamed one way or another for it. And, um, I've never had, I've never breastfed before. And, you know, I just, and I don't like encounter women breastfeeding on a regular basis. I mean, I was traveling some before, before the pandemic. So it must've been over a year ago. And I remember, you know, there was like a lady sitting across from us in the airport breastfeeding. And like my husband didn't even realize she was breastfeeding because she had like, you know, a little thingy over her, you know, over her and the baby. And you could like not tell at all, but I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like if ever I'm breastfeeding somewhere, I'll totally like use one of the, that's so cute. Like that's perfect. So anyway, so thoughts. Yeah, I, well, I'm all about (laughs) a thing that drapes over you. I truly appreciate a woman who can breastfeed in public so discreetly and is just so like good at it that you honestly don't even notice. Um, I honestly though have a bit of an aversion to the like full view whip the booby out just right there at the table in the restaurant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to shame people. I mean, I want it to be accepted, but I struggle because then I feel like I keep wanting to look but then that feels awkward so like yeah I don't know what to do especially if that person's like directly in the line of my sight like do I have to like look this way like what's what's the proper protocol it is bare boobies just hanging out in public and I'm a woman you know so I mean I'm I'm guessing the rules for me are a little like more lenient maybe than for men I don't know but it, to me there's a lot of awkward feelings and emotions that come up because I don't know what we're supposed to do it's super um, awkward as bystanders okay, so, so that's what like when I brought it up to you a couple of days ago and said like I kind of want to talk about this because we've never talked about it before and my first response my my first thought was I don't care what people do and then you said I think it makes me uncomfortable when people do it in public and then I was like wait maybe it does make me uncomfortable. And so I was thinking about it and um, like, again, yeah, I mean, it doesn't actually make me uncomfortable, but it is kind of like an awkward, like I have in the last year or two been around um, like someone close to me who was like breastfeeding around me. And it is kind of like awkward when someone like whips a boob out. Cause it's like, I don't, and I guess what's awkward to me about it is you just keep talking. Do you well, walk in the I mean, the room? thing is, is that like, okay, so I don't think I have a problem with it in terms of it's like, it's not a sexuality thing. It's not a, like a women shouldn't be allowed. I, like to me, it's more, I'm like a more modest person yeah. in that sense, mm-hmm. in the sense that like, I mean, I'm not a person who, you know, I mean, I don't, I guess what I'm saying, like, you're not going to see me whip a boob out on the daily when I'm not feeding a baby. So you're not going to see me do that when I am feeding a baby. Like you don't get a free show just because I had a baby, you know, like it's, that's just not going to work for me. And I, and so it is kind of like weird when you see people who you're not normal, like now I know some people who are like naked people, like they're just always 
whipping their boobs out, you know, or they're like, you know, there are people who are way more comfortable being naked or people who like wear see-through clothes, you know, like, yeah, there are people who are into that and do that. And when I see that, that's not really that awkward to me because they're just doing it all the time, you know, and I'm just used to like when those people do that sort of thing, it's like, oh, that's just them being them. That's whatever. (laughs) But if it's someone who normally (laughs) is fully clothed and not like naked in front of people, then I get a little distracted when all of a sudden they're naked. And this is like, and I don't think it's just a woman thing. I would be like, like, I don't, it would be weird for me if, if all of a sudden I went over to, you know, someone's house and a man's house and they were just like walking around without a shirt, you know, without some sort of, I would agree that they normally have on, you know? Yeah. So yeah, and I don't, I like, again, I don't want to be like, and I know, I recognize that that's me and my issue. So it's like, I totally have the ability to just not look at them. You know, that's just me. Like I can, can totally just be like, not looking in that direction, but then I feel like I'm not looking in that direction because yeah. They've whipped one out and I'm like, okay, well see now it's awkward because, and again, that's me. That's yeah. my, my brain. And there, you know, whatever's wrong with my brain in that way that doesn't adjust to that. But like, um, cause yeah, I still feel like, you know, do your thing, but that's definitely not a thing I'll be doing. If anyone yeah. was interested, I'm not <laughs> going to be doing that. Well, so everyone is interested to know. Well, I do. Well, because I think you will be flashing your chest. Well, but I think the thing is, is that like when you have people over to visit a baby, you know, and mm-hmm. people are used to other people breastfeeding in front of them, then mm-hmm. when I am like, all right, I'm breastfeeding my baby now, so you can like go somewhere else. <laughs> you know like then I have to deal with the awkwardness of that because you know like I have to you know so um yeah it's it's interesting because I do think that like I said I think you get shamed either way I think or you you know people are weird about it either way because if you do do it in public then it's like hmm so what do I this is awkward for me and if you don't do it in public it's like why aren't you doing it in public what's what's up well, I always carried a shawl. I have lots of nice shawls. Yeah. And so, um, and I had uh, nursing bras and shirts that were nursing friendly. So when in public or if I was at home, I think if it's like a social situation where I can just leave them talking with the rest of my family and go to the bedroom, mm-hmm. then I'd breastfeed in the bedroom. Um, but if I'm in a situation where I'm just kind of stuck where I'm sitting, and I just try to be like expertly draped, you know, and like doing as little movements. Which uh, seems to take, I would imagine that takes a lot of skill to learn how to do that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't do it a lot. I, I feel like you would have to really, you'd have to be really good at breastfeeding to be able to then mani- like maneuver clothing on top of baby 
and like figure, you know, you'd have to learn things by feel and. Well, like, yeah, I mean, and it's, I think you pick it up pretty easily. Cause like at first you don't really leave home. You don't go anywhere with a new baby except for the doctor. And so you're at home, you're home for weeks and weeks and weeks. You don't even know what day of the week it is, or if it's morning or night anymore, just everything's blending together. And so by the time you're actually to a place where you'd be out with the baby long enough, or you would maybe need to feed in public, you should by then be an expert at it. Um, with my first child, I actually only bottle fed in public. Mm. Um, I was much younger. It was 15 years ago, different place well there's just, nothing wrong with that you don't have to like, make to an excuse it. for it yeah yeah but I'm just saying I just didn't want to do it yeah you no know, I didn't want to deal with it at all this go around uh I'm much older now and um it didn't really bother me but I was very much like so you start with a shawl so I would just <laughs> have baby here and then I would drape a shawl over the top of baby and my whole like chest and kind of around my shoulders mm -hmm. um and then from there, you can't see anything and baby's whole face is pretty much covered. And then once everything's kind of in position, then you can kind of like just, you know, mm. relax. And I still think you should give yourself props for being coordinated because that's, to me, that sounds complicated, you know? Um, I mean, I guess it is, but it's so like- So I, I think that, I think you should, you know, really- Your, your motivation though, when a, when you're in public and your baby's about to start crying because it's hungry to fix that will bring out some handy traits in you yeah that makes sense all right well i, I mean, never want to be those parents that people are like why is their baby crying Shut <laughs> that baby up yeah so like you know and when they're really young all they do is like they just cry when they're hungry yeah so it's like but they're hungry every hour so it's like as soon as you see them like getting like angry, you just go ahead and handle that like as quickly as possible so you can move on. All right. Well, I mean, I'm glad we had that chat. Yeah. So boobies. I just I just wanted to I just wanted to, you know, talk it through and see. And again, like doesn't matter to me what other people do. It's like whatever the issues I have with it are all my own. Yeah but cool. All right. Well, so let's take a quick break and then we will come back and talk about our topic for today, which might get really juicy. I hope it's going to get juicy. I'm ready for some juicy topic. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see right you in just a few. <laughs> All right. So we're back and we're ready to talk about some juicy current event topics because what could be more exciting than what's going on in the news right now? And uh, I think we have a theme this week, maybe like I do. Oh, we do. men <laughs> who abuse their power to take advantage of women Yes. and then do stupid things with money. Yeah. And I guess we should also preface this by saying, unless things go crazy, this is not about politics. Please There's no political chat that's about politics. to happen. Yep. But, okay. Uh, okay. So number one, by far the biggest and best, most entertaining story of the week, Jeff Bezos 
flies a giant dildo to space, stays there for three minutes, and and then what comes back? That that was it. Yeah, I mean that he was, you know, they were weightless, and then they came back down. Um, so like Richard Branson went first on his space space plane. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess they were in competition with each other. Now, I mean, I I know Elon Musk is in this somehow because Elon yeah, Musk has been like shooting things into space forever. Um, but this this week, it's it's just or the last couple of weeks, it's just these guys. And you know, it's like the thing about it's just inter okay. So we've talked before about going into space and you have said, Heather, <laughs> that it's a thing that like rich people should do and we shouldn't be, you know, using tax dollars to just like go into space for nothing. So they are doing exactly want, what you recant. want. I want to recant. Rich people should be putting all their money into fighting the massive wildfires in the western part of the country where they live yeah so that's actually my new theory is that i really think that this is a terrible use of money like we know you can go to space this isn't new like why in the world yeah and what upsets me is that they can afford this because they don't pay taxes yep can, this is this is the money they should have spent on taxes mm -hmm. you know and so um yeah particularly this week you know, with everything going on in Oregon and us having this massive wildfire that's now changing, it has its own weather system. Mm -hmm. It's changing the entire like weather patterns for the north part of the United States. Smoke is visible in New York. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we've got it here. Like we should from be California. on the ground handling that, not shooting dildos in the space. Right. Well, so I think what's like super infuriating about this so all right so clearly we have two men who are uncomfortable with their penis size or you know whatever um who are thrill seekers you know like Richard Branson is always doing this kind of stuff he's always doing this kind of stuff and it's it's one thing after another that's just like oh, I'm going to go be a 12-year-old boy for a minute and, you know, blow all my money. It doesn't shock me that much that thrill-seeking Richard Branson would do something like this. I think what bothers me about it is that Richard Branson sometimes seems like a good guy. Like, yeah. he acts like he cares about the environment. Mm. Um, and, but I mean, this is also the same guy who's like, Factory farming farming is ruining the planet. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna just like stop eating red meat. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? Like this, that's so half-assed. But it, what you know, whatever. But didn't Jeff Bezos leave his job to go like save the environment or something? Did he? I I, I feel like I mean wasn't that the thing was that he was like cutting back um like working so that he could go honestly don't know anything about jeff bezos except that he doesn't pay taxes 
Yeah. Okay. But so, all right. And so, he's the rich man next to Bill Gates or something. Yeah. So we won't we won't get into that because clearly we don't know what we're talking about and you know whatever. But I want to read this to you because it's very alarming to me. Okay. This is a tweet. Okay. Um, so, but I feel like I can trust it. All right. Because it just makes <laughs> sense to me. Bear in mind that each of Bezos's, Branson's, and Musk's rocket launches, which carry about four passengers, emit approximately 200 to 300 tons of carbon dioxide per rider. Wow. That's what? Crazy. That's a like, lot. I just cannot, when you are a person who is even pretending to care about the climate crisis that we are currently waiting through, how can you shoot yourself into space just for fun? Like it is really, it, because it's, look, they're not proving any points by, sh yeah. and then space tourism. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like, we can't do that. Like, do you know how bad in, for the environment just like planes are? Yeah. You cannot have space tourism where people are just shooting themselves into space for a few minutes for fun. That is unacceptable. You don't get to like keep ruining things. You have to fix the things that you've ruined. And then, then you can talk about shooting yourself into space. It's so frustrating. It's yeah. so frustrating. And that's just like the environmental irresponsibility part of it. That's not even the like, what is wrong with you wearing a cowboy hat, like shooting yourself into space on a like penis shaped? And again, everything is penis shaped because the world is ruled by men, but like, which is really weird, right? Like why are men so obsessed with women when everything is penis shaped? I like, don't know. Really men are just obsessed with themselves. It's all and about I, and ego. I can't, I can't imagine that he didn't see as he was designing it i mean I'm well heather the amazon he was like got the blueprint mixed up with a picture he drew of a penis they, and sent that over to to uh you know research well, and development. the amazon logo is a penis like this is not news at all smile. to anyone it's like a, a smiling smile? penis like it is so disgusting every single time it comes on my screen when I see Amazon gonna, whatever. Are you about to ruin Amazon for me? Heather, really? How have you never ever seen this before? It's just a penis. Oh my God. I like, honestly never looked at it like that. Like it's not, I don't know how else to see it. When I see it, I'm like, why is there a penis on everything? Well, there was a everything everything so wow. all right so here's another another thing i want to throw in there because this is another guy that everyone likes that i don't like um ashton kutcher so <gasps> ashton kutcher was supposed to go to space too what are you gonna tell me about <laughs> um, ashton kutcher and well this is just a thing that like super irritates me right okay. so Ashton Kutcher sold his space ticket on, I think, 
Richard Branson's plane, but it might have been Bezos's. I don't know because that's the part that wasn't really important or relevant to me. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, made this big deal about how he sold his ticket because his wife was like, "You're a family man. You have kids. You can't just be shooting yourself into space." And he's all, and he's all like, "I've been wanting to go to space since I was." a little boy, and I will tell you, one day I will go to space. And Heather, that entitled bullshit from this rich ass mofo, like I cannot even handle it. Like this whole, I've been wanting, who hasn't wanted to go to space since they were a kid? Like who, you don't just get to go to space. It's so infuriating. Like, do they understand that astronauts spend like years and years and years training for this like and then these fools are just putting people on their little you know airplanes or penises and shooting themselves into space and not even it's ah the Ashton Kutcher thing just like pushed me over the top though because I was just like yeah you don't just get to go to space just because you want to go to space and you have a bazillion dollars like that's just not how it works and like, you may be asking yourself, why can't it work that way? Like, I know that there are the, you know, the people who are like, but we, we all should go to space. We're all in space right now. Heather, you and I right now, we are floating on a rock in space. We're in space. The only thing that keeps us on this rock is gravity. <laughs> it really alarms me that people don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> And like, okay, I have to read this other tweet because it just, I, I just, it resonated. (laughs) I agreed. Um, And this one's from Dave King, who is a comedy writer. And this was after, I believe, I believe after Richard Branson went, but he says, I don't think you can say you went into space unless you go into orbit or go to the moon or something. Like, I don't care how high in the sky you go, you're still just in the sky. That was the sky, he went to the sky. And Heather, yeah, space tourists, you're just going to the sky. You can just go to like a theme park and get in one of those tanks where you float around. Yeah. And get on, you know, NASA TV and see what the world looks like yeah this is this one really I got heated I got heated about all of these things I can tell uh and there is another one planned so another guy who's not even on our list uh Jared Isaacman who's even heard of this guy he's the CEO of shift for payments oh okay he probably Uh, runs everything like it probably is how we all use money yeah it's a it's an it's like an online payment company yeah okay so he's building the spacex crew dragon spacecraft so does that mean is he with elon musk since it's spacex i don't see elon musk no i mean i look i can't tell you how little i actually know about these elon musk (laughs) i just was researching this and this guy also came up so this fall they are going to take a three-day trip to orbital space at an altitude higher than that of the International Space Station. So these guys are going to supposedly actually go to space. 
So they're going to go to the space station and like, but none of them are astronauts. Oh, okay. They're, yeah, they're, they're saying they're going to an altitude that's higher than the space station. So. Okay. All of these. like dock there, I don't think, or anything. All of these space cowboys are fully and completely aware of the fact that like people have actually landed on the moon, right? Yeah. Like people have actually gone, there are people in space orbiting the earth all the time. They get yeah. that, right? So they understand that them shooting themselves past the space station is like not really that interesting. Yeah. I mean, like I get that for them it is, but I just am concerned that we live in a society where this is actual news other than people going, why are we allowing people to like uh, pollute this much? Like, why yeah, is this okay? I feel, like, I feel like I'd like to see some government emission standards created that really limits like how many of these things can happen a year. Because in this one year alone, we have three that are going to happen two mm -hmm. that already have right um was branson earlier this year or was he he was a few weeks couple weeks ago okay so um yeah so we've got three this year um unless another one comes up but um yeah so i feel like an emissions cap on space travel would probably be a really good thing for yeah i just like i don't think it I just don't think it gets more obnoxious than this. Yeah, I, I, I realize now, like, because I've been saying this thing about billionaires launching themselves into space, that that's the only people that, you know, should be spending money on space. I've been saying that for probably 20 years. And, and now I, I think I've said it just because I, it didn't happen. And now that it's happening, I'm like, <laughs> wait, no. Yeah. I, I didn't actually mean for you to spend like I'm sorry if they've been listening to me all this time and that I've influenced them somehow into <laughs> doing this but I just want to be publicly on the record as saying that's not the right way to spend your money and like it would be one thing if this was like uh okay we did it and now it's been done and we can move on but I feel quite sure that that's not where this is going so yeah I mean and it's just and again, too, it would be one thing if, you know, Amazon workers weren't, you know, like bottom of the barrel in yeah. regard to like how they're treated yeah. at it's work. It's a terrible like, place to work. It's a I know, terrible I know place people, to work. I know people that have worked there. So it's, it's just truly terrible. It's just so horrible. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that there's not more parts of me that are like, yes, anyone can go to space. Any, you know, but it's like, you know what? Anyone could have gone to space before. That's like a profession you pick and then you just like pick, you know, you do it, you do that thing. And I'm just, I'm so disgusted by the way that it's being handled. And it just seems so, they're just, it's such a joke and it's not a joke because this the world is like ending you know like climate the climate crisis is here there are disaster people are drowning 
in the climate crisis, literally. Yes. Oregon's on fire again. Europe is drowning. Dry. Yeah. I mean, I just read something the other day about, you know, how the dryness in the Southwest is making the monsoon season insane. And, you know, it's like flooding like crazy there. And it's just, I just don't understand at this point, it just seems like everything's a game. Everything's a big joke. And who, there has to be some regulation somewhere. There has to be someone. And, it, you know, it's like, okay, I have to actually... Heather, I have to stop here because I was about to get into like the whole political spectrum and yeah. what's happening in the world. And I can't do that and because I'm this is not a political podcast. Like maybe evolution should um, eliminate humans. Yeah. I'm not sure if I want to go down that rabbit hole. So Right. So let's maybe let's talk about something like slightly, slightly less, I don't know. Politically upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, but that's my call is uh, I think we all should push for some emissions cap, federal emissions caps to be put in place so that there's a limit to how many of these trips can be taken per year. Um, yeah, so. let's pay attention to who our heroes are. Like, yeah, do we really want to be like idolizing these guys. I will say, and I find this kind of ironic this uh, Isaac men mission that's coming up uh on the spacex oh, i was gonna say sex dragon <laughs> crew dragon um this is actually to raise money for saint jude's children hospital huh. but interesting that's what? that's not helping so i mean it's oh like oh my gosh you're raising money to save the environment so it's like you know What's so the point like in children thing? living if there's nothing for them to live, for, there's no planet for them to live on. And if they're still living in places where the water is toxic, the air is toxic, and they're going to get more cancer. Like, yeah. Oh so, my so gosh. Is, Priorities. I want to read you what Isaacman says. In okay. this book. He says, I believe that we do have an obligation to leave the world a better place than we found it. Our he mission, means leave the world. He just wants to leave the world. Our mission to space had to serve a bigger purpose, which is why St. Jude is such a big part of this. It can't simply just be about opening the door to space for everyday people. It's got to be about taking care of some of the problems we're all faced with now, period. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yes, you're correct, but I feel like a little misguided, so. Yeah, I mean, to me, I just, I feel like, yeah, very, very misguided. And I kind of just call BS on all of it. Um, all right. Basically, I feel like they just picked, you know, they like, picked, closed their eyes and stuck their finger at a, you know, well, they picked whatever gets the most commercials. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I, I really feel like, well, you're not, you're not giving kids cancer. Yeah. You're, you're harming the environment. Which does actually give people cancer. Yes, yes, it's so circular. Oh, yeah, I mean, just, I'm just saying like, it just seems like it would have been like an easier connection to make if he was doing like massive funding to eliminate some like environmental problems that were yeah. faced. Or, you know, reducing emissions in other areas like from cars. Uh, to balance out the increased emissions coming from the 
the rockets. That would be my thought. Mm -hmm. I would have, that's what I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Him, him subsidize a massive switch over to electric cars. Um, ooh, speaking of electric cars, mm -hmm. did you know that in China, you have to, so you apply to get a license, you buy a car, you apply to get a license. Mm -hmm. If you buy a, a gas car, then you go into a lottery. And if your name gets picked, you get um, a license for the car so you can drive it. Mm -hmm. If you buy an electric car, you automatically get a license. So they're mm -hmm. like, so that like one shift in the way that they're handling their department of transportation or DMV or whatever. Well, I mean, I guess that's what you have to do when you live in a place where you literally have to wear a mask because the air is so toxic that you can't go outside. So I'm going to try to have this like in a bubble, this <laughs> conversation in a bubble, because yes, they've done you know, they're doing like literally the most significant damage to the air pollution of anyone. But, um, but I mean, I, I think that that's a, a neat step to take yeah. to try to totally uh, curb emissions and to try to get a handle on it. Now, maybe look at some of the factories. That yeah. And it, it's there. not everywhere in China. China's huge. Yeah. There are a lot of places in China that are actually doing a lot for the environment. So, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I was just, so um, it's really a creative way of getting people yeah. to, to switch over to electric cars. Definitely. And then like in India, they have so much smog in their big cities. Um, they kind of switched everything over to these propane fueled, um, little cart things that we drove around. What are they called? I can't even think of the name now, but, uh, yeah, That's, I just, that was their solution, which is like scary because if you get into a wreck with a propane tank, like everybody's going to die. Everybody blows up. <laughs> um, I mean, I do feel auto that. I, That's what they're called. Oh, I do wish that humans weren't so stupid that we wait until we are running on the brink. Yeah. Of no longer existing to start with baby steps. Yeah. And then once we do the baby step and anything changes at all, anything shifts, we're like, okay, well, we don't need to do anything more. Remember how when the panic, when the pandemic began, and then like there were animals in in forests, and you know, air was clean, and then. We were like, well, things could be like this forever. Like we could yeah. just shift the way we function and the world could start to heal itself and we could all live in peace and harmony. And, and then it took like, what, two months for people to be over it? Yeah. That, it, it's just, it's sickening and sad and upsetting. So let's move on to the next topic before I have like an emotional breakdown. <laughs> You do appear to be on the brink of emotional breakdown. So I, I am, and I don't want to take baby steps. I want to like full take a, a full turn, one eighty to something that will cause me a different type of breakdown. Yeah. Which what are we going to talk about next? Okay, let's shift gears to another current event that's definitely got us talking, and mm -hmm. that is the Bill Cosby. Ooh overturned oh, all right conviction thing or whatever that he's what like released from prison now like mm -hmm. everything it's okay to be it's okay to be a rapist again <sighs> okay so all right 
this is ooh, all right. I'm gonna have to like do some meditative breath before I okay. like really get into this. <laughs> so first, I want to tell you a story oh, that good story I has has been on my mind, and I've wanted to bring it to the podcast. Okay. I'm, okay. So now that I'm listening to that red table talk and they're like, I want to bring it to the red table. And now I, now I feel like we need to have something that we say like that. Yeah. All right. So I want to bring this to the podcast. I've been thinking about it for a while, but it's such a downer that like, I haven't brought it up. Yeah. Mick Jagger. Okay. okay. Now I've always been a fan of the Rolling Stones. I've never really heard anything horrific about any of them you know um like morally you know and they're just like old rock people um and then heather i i heard a lot of interviews with mackenzie phillips who is the daughter of john phillips from the mamas and the papas okay okay um now i had known for quite a while her story and the fact that her father John Phillips had sex with her for years oh I did not know this I did and, not know this story. um he so first he got her into drugs perfect and then started this incestuous relationship if you're with going her. to rape your daughter at least give her drugs first like yeah so so that's been problematic and it I mean she she's messed up like I she I mean she's on you know has been on the road to recovery for a while and she wrote a book about like all you know everything in her life and you know she does a lot of work for like animal abuse and things like that um okay. and you know I think she has some mental health things that she deals with or whatever but I mean you would you would one should have mental health things. right and you know it's it's it it's troubling because you know when she talks about these things in her book she totally kind of disconnects mm. you know and um like isn't emotional about it at all which i think probably is i'm sure just a self-defense mechanism because yeah. that's what happens yeah. when your father is having sex with you yeah you compartmentalize um, but so, okay, so I had already known that it had already tainted my whole mamas and papas thing and it was upsetting. No yeah, and it was just like really upsetting and, you know, whatever. But so now I hear this story about this time that, um, and I think this is in her book as well. Mm-hmm. She she was at a party with her father and Mick Jagger okay and they left the party to go to Mick Jagger's apartment to get something to eat or something and uh Mick Jagger didn't have all the like food in the house that he needed so he sent John Phillips off to get the food and in the meantime takes Michelle Phillips or Mackenzie Phillips who has just turned 18 into the bedroom and has sex with her. And John Phillips comes back while they're having sex and knocks on the door and is like, you're in there with my daughter. This is because he was jealous because he wasn't having sex with her yet, of course. And he's like, yeah, just give me a minute. Just give so, me a minute. 
But here's the thing, Heather, here's the thing that has now ruined Mick Jagger for me for like forever, despite the fact that I've liked the Rolling Stones since I can remember. While they are in the process of having sex, Mick Jagger says to her, I've been waiting for this day since you were 10. Ew, that's disgusting. Heather, what is wrong with men? I have no idea. And now Bill Cosby. Like, (laughs) perfect lead way. (laughs) But I just like, I can't. And now, seriously, like I, I seriously have loved the Rolling Stones for forever. And this is problematic for me when it comes to like separating uh, like someone's entertainment or like what they do and their, who they are as a person. Um, Because there are just some things to me that are just completely inexcusable. And a thing to me that is completely inexcusable is sexualizing a 10 year old girl. Yeah. Period. The end. And so now I'm just like, it's ruined for life. And so, yeah, so yeah. now, now, then we go to Cosby, who, you know, the same situation where it's just like, he ruined it for life. And I, I think I'm actually a lot more upset about being ruined to the Rolling Stones than being ruined to Bill Cosby, because I've had some time with the Cosby thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, eh, well, whatever. It wasn't that great a show anyway. <laughs> I've moved on yeah and I've never had any strong feelings about Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones is like this music I guess so interwoven into our lives but like I wasn't buying Rolling Stone albums same so I mean I'm not I I probably have never given a penny of my music directly to the Rolling Stones. I've found a few of their albums like at thrift stores, like vinyl yeah, albums. Same. Okay. So, well, I mean, the thing is, yeah. is that it's just like, I mean, we don't have to because they're so not. popular. Like they're so yeah. famous that they're, you know, it's kind of like the Beatles. I don't need to buy a Beatles album because it's, they have their own station on Sirius, you know, like, why would I need to do that? So, but yeah, yeah. it's just so, I'm so tired of these men who And this is another thing, like I kind of, um, there was this thing, like remember when Roman, so Roman Polanski raped the girl, like he um, drugged her and raped her at one of Jack Nicholson's like rape parties. Uh, Probably shouldn't say that. That's maybe that's liable, but like, (laughs) but I mean, Jack Nicholson used to have all these parties and he would invite all these underage girls and then they would give them drugs or or alcohol and then have sex with them. And you know, Roman Polanski ended up, you know, basically he's living in Europe for the rest of his life because he can't come back here because he'll get sentenced for like raping a 13 year old girl. Yeah. And Angelica Houston, Mm. who was with Jack Nicholson for decades, is like kind of turned her head at it and was like, well, that's just how things were. And it's like, and there's so many older actresses who have that opinion. And it's just like, it is not okay for these men who gain power because of their celebrity or because of their money mm-hmm. to then act like they, like, I, I understand that they never, like, they probably had some break in emotional maturity. Like they probably 
a lot of these men rose to fame before they reached a level of maturity that they should have, yeah. you know? And I understand that, but I don't condone that because then it's up to you, just like any other man in society or woman in society, it's up to you to then figure that out and go, oh, I actually can't just do whatever I want because I've been given the power to do it. You yeah. can't just do whatever because you have the power to do it. That's not okay. And I just, I don't understand. And that's what Bill Cosby did. That's what we're talking about with Bill Cosby. Yeah. So, so what is happening in the news with Bill Cosby? Let's like, you know, go over the issue here. Um, all I know is that he got, well, he got a, the conviction was overturned on appeal. Mm-hmm. So that means that, that they did, you know, an appeal isn't the evidence was wrong or the evidence you know doesn't matter it says that there was like an error in the way evidence was obtained or evidence was allowed in that shouldn't have been allowed in or the judge made a bad decision and and that's good i mean appeals are good because we want there to be accountability but i sure do hate to see something like this overturned um on a technicality mm-hmm. when it really was so important to like when when he got sentenced and put in prison when dr huxtable went to prison there was an actual shift that i felt happened and suddenly it wasn't okay to rape women anymore it had been okay my whole life i know for a fact it had been okay everybody i know has been raped or molested or something every single person i know has been raped a man and woman has been raped that's in my age group that's outrageous and there is some truth to that's just the way things were but it doesn't have to be the way things are and him being held accountable really caused i just noticed social media the people i communicate with everything there seemed to be a shift and i'm worried that this is going to delegitimize you know that yes that's what i want to talk about but i will also say you don't get a pass when you when you start talking about like civil rights and you go, well, that's just the way things were. People just had slaves. That's just how it was. It was just, you know, segregation was just how it was. You know, that's not cool. Like you don't get a pass for that. So why do you get a pass for men raping women and it being okay? Like, I don't understand that. It's not okay. Um, and these these types of issues should be the same across the board because they're while they're not like totally black and white mm-hmm. there are gray areas for sure but nothing has changed with regard to if it's okay to damage other people or not like since the beginning of humankind damaging people hurting yourself and other people has always just not been okay. So yeah. it's it's a matter of whether or not it's socially acceptable, but it's never been okay, you know? So I, I'm on the same page as you with the concern about things like this Cosby thing, because he's already, like, as soon as he got out, he'd already, like, lined up a podcast. He'd already like gotten all these comedy clubs were begging for him to come play at them. Um, And it's just, yeah, the concern is there seem to be like, like every other time this happens, 
there seemed to be this real shift when the like me too movement happened Mm -hmm. um and for like five minutes it felt like something was actually going to we were actually going to have some sort of progress and I will say even at the time I was very cynical about it because I think that this has happened many times before where we thought "Ooh, there's a shift women are people you know and it's just like Heather I don't hear anything about any of that stuff anymore I don't hear anything about it and you know what this Cosme thing we actually like are a little late to the game on talking about it um in the process Harvey Weinstein has already been like um charged with new allegations and you know things are going on with him he's still in jail of course but like trying to get out because they're saying that he's sick um I think and, they, and he's also trying to do the same thing Bill Cosby did that's also in the news and just came out today that he's trying a similar uh tactic that uh, Bill Cosby used to get his convictions overturned great well you know it'll and, probably work so and Bill Cosby says that he should be compensated millions and millions of dollars for the time he spent in jail prison well maybe Jeff Bezos can yeah maybe they could just shoot themselves into space you know what that would actually be perfect maybe harvey weinstein bill cosby and jeff bezos can just shoot themselves into space maybe they can take Mick jagger i'm sure there's a rocket big enough for as many people that need to be shot into space we can have yes, we pedophile can. <laughs> right i mean didn't they do that with australia like just send all of them. Yeah. Like, way trips to space for all pedophiles. Yeah. so yeah i i guess that's what's scary it's scary to me that you know i'm not hearing i'm not really hearing anything anymore about like we hear now we hear a lot about cancel culture and how yeah. terrible cancel culture is because, you know, God forbid you stop supporting and giving your funds to people who are rapists or yeah. people who are racist or people, you know, people who are actually uh, harming other people. Again, for me, it's just, it's an issue of, are you harming other people or not? Yeah. Like actually harming them. Are you doing harm to other people? If you are, why not? I mean, what is wrong with going, oh, I'm just not going to buy tickets for their shows anymore? Because that's basically what cancel culture is. Cancel culture is you rape somebody, you lose your job, and then a bunch of people who don't think it's cool to rape people stop buying, stop giving you money. Yeah. I don't really understand what's wrong with that to be perfectly honest. Like I totally get that like you should have the ability to, you know, learn and grow, but there are things called consequences to actions. And if you rape somebody at your job, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get fired unless you're rich, you know, unless you're the head of the company. Um, That's how real life works. So I don't know why real life is different if you are a celebrity. Well, I think like the one that sticks out to me the most was R. Kelly. Mm. When when it came out, you know, the the allegations and they did that documentary on him and all those victims <laughs> spoke about 
being raped by him when they were underage, you saw this massive blacklisting from everywhere. I mean, every store wouldn't sell R. Kelly. Every, you know, artists weren't selling the tracks where they had collaborated with R. Kelly. They, you know, other artists were pulling their music down that had R. Kelly in it to show like this real serious, we are not going to support this artist who clearly, like these are, this is beyond just, you know, a few accusations, like this is really serious and, and, and trustworthy information they were getting. Mm -hmm. I watched that documentary and I was like blown away. So, you know, I, I think that's like one of the most powerful situations where you really saw the entire community come out against this person and sort of cancel them. And I felt like it was well-deserved. That's how this money thing, this money exchange that we have in our society works. Like you get money and then outside of like bills and stuff, you get to choose what you put your money into. So if you, you know, whether it's misguided or what, you know, it doesn't matter why you're, you know, supporting and you know as I'm saying this crap I really I see the hypocrisy in saying that and then saying we can't shoot ourselves to space the problem though is that space is kind of like owned by all of us and when we do things like shoot ourselves into space then we're actually like ruining the planet and that's like we all feel that we're not all feeling if somebody doesn't go to a Louis CK show so (laughs) Like, but I mean, that's the thing when it comes to, (laughs) when it comes to entertainment, you know, like it's nobody's business, whether we're spending our money on Kathy Griffin or I'm shooting out the most random names. I don't know where that came from or, you know, again, Louis CK or, you know, whatever. It's just these people who are getting canceled will always have supporters they'll always have die like the people who support them will always support them they'll always have support in the people who don't care what how you who you are as a person you know they just care about the entertainment and stuff and so it's just like it really irritates me because these people act like their lives are just ruined and it's like you know you should be in jail yeah. But instead, you just lost a gig. Yeah. Your life is not ruined. Like some people live paycheck to paycheck and they lose their jobs for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah. Your life is not ruined because you don't get to like stand up and do comedy or sing a song or, you know, whatever and get billions of dollars for it you know some people do that in bars as as a job and they make like barely enough to pay their rent 50 bucks yeah so there it's has just not been I, I need to say something there hasn't been an increase in what live musicians locally get paid in 40 years yeah musicians that were playing in the 70s and still perform now and are not mega artists say that they're getting paid the same amount now as it was then so you really have to love what you do to do that and I agree with what you're saying you no one's telling Bill Cosby he can't tell jokes no one's telling mm-hmm. R. Kelly he can't sing they're just saying but you're not going to get 
super rich every time you do it now you're going to have to go back to doing it because you love it and your little supporters will be there to support you yeah you might have to play small intimate venues that hold a couple hundred people but that that should if that's what you want to do if that's your passion then then you can continue doing it but yeah and these are people too who it's like these people are not even they're not even sorry they're not even pretending to be sorry they're just claiming they never did anything wrong Cosby's obviously not sorry r kelly is not sorry harvey weinstein claims that every sexual act he's ever had has been consensual well you know what not every sexual act i've had has been consensual and i've never been raped so bullshit bullshit like i'm just it makes it infuriates me it really does and again, I guess we're not really, you know, I guess we're not focusing on this enough. Um, but I just, I, I feel like we just haven't really made any progress here. I feel like we're just going around in circles and nothing's really happening. And I know it doesn't depend solely on these like uber rich people, but they were supposed to like set some sort of precedent, you know, be like an example. Yeah. And again, not being it. They're not an example in the sense that they got really harsh sentences. They didn't. These men were raping women for years and years and years and everyone knew about it and did nothing about it. And if you're a normal guy and you rape one person and get caught, you're going down for a good bit of time on that. Just well, not really. (laughs) Realistically, if you rape someone, you're nothing is in Oregon you go to prison people do go to prison yeah five or six years you have to actually have someone but I'm just saying so if you my point I'm trying to make is five or six years for one person so it seems like Bill Cosby should have been like what 300 years yeah there well and then the Harvey Weinstein thing like he got sentenced to for 23 years or something like that and then his lawyers are really upset because they're like well that's basically a life sentence um and you're claiming it's not you're claiming it's like 23 years he spent like 50 years raping people yeah. like got, are you kidding ki- twice as long as he, right, has to he was raping people forever and on top of that he was ruined he was like halting people's careers ruining people's like i think that we dismiss sometimes all the time yeah how much damage it causes to be violated yeah in that way and not even just like ruins your life right like there is no person who has been molested or raped or sexually assaulted who is not severely traumatized and then massive other sectors of their life are compromised well and then you're ability to communicate or to socialize exactly. or do their job you know and make money or support their family or be intimate with their partners in the future and then think and then they're raising their children from that mindset of trauma you know, yeah. and so it's just like generations of generations from an act. Yeah. You know, I think, but I think that's the core of it is I don't think that 
rapists and maybe men in general and maybe our society in general which is crazy because again every person i know every person i know has been raped at some mm -hmm. point in their life or sexually assaulted so i would say that most of us know that it's bad but there does seem to be just some like not understanding of how severely it damages someone when they are raped mm -hmm. so and, and, and again that, that sort of trauma is infecting our entire society on all the different levels because yeah. of the harm you know like all the ripple effects of the harm yeah ripple effects and again it's not even like i i don't even want this to come out of my mouth i don't want to say just rape but it's not even just rape it's all of this sexual assault you know and it's starting to really bother me you know I, I mean i know that they've done this for a long time but it's now it's really grating on my nerves when you read about a case or i've been watching the show web of lies yeah. which you know it's it's all about like all these people who get something happens online and then they're dead or they're raped or their rot lives are ruined something something happens um yeah. hence the title so in all of these situations they say that someone was sexually uh like sexually assaulted or you know no one's saying rape yeah and it's like what is so it's like you can't even say it mm. but then no one's being like nothing's happening when it happens I just don't understand. It's so infuriating to me and frustrating and it makes me sad. And I just don't understand why we keep going backwards. Like, I don't understand. It's like, it's like these guys, they, you know, it's in the news for a minute and then we just let them go. You know, it's just like, okay, nothing's really going to happen to you. We'll just stick you in there for a minute and then, you know, but nothing's really going to happen to you. You'll be fine. Like Harvey Weinstein got out of the prison he was in because he got COVID or something. Like, yeah. what? I'm sorry. Like that, it just doesn't, everybody else was dying of COVID in prison. You don't get to just get out. Like it doesn't work like that, but it does work like that. Because if you're rich. Yeah. And I would say that that connects in with our first topic. Yeah. You know, that topic is that really there is this different standard for people that are rich. Mm -hmm. And in the justice system, even more than in other areas of life, and maybe just because I work there and I see it, but honestly, there is a mentality that if you have money, you shouldn't have to go to jail or be on probation or go to prison. Or live by society's Simpson. rules at all. Yeah. OJ Simpson is a fantastic, I mean, just like a picture perfect example. If you have to have five lawyers and millions of dollars to prove you're innocent mm -hmm. you're not innocent you just figured out what the price was for a not guilty verdict and yeah. you bought it and that's what he got he bought a not guilty verdict he didn't buy innocence he bought a not guilty verdict and when i run across people in my profession who have a private lawyer they get totally different rules they get totally different results than everybody else who gets the public defender. I really feel like we need to level the playing field mm -hmm. with that. Like everybody gets the same type of lawyer. 
Like you cannot pay more for a lawyer and expect different results, but that's how it works. If you have money, you can go to space. Why shouldn't Ashton Kutcher get to go to space? He has money. He can't accept that there isn't something he can't buy. And sex is the same way there when they have money, they, they can buy anything they want. Little girls, little boys, uh, uh, island full of children, you know, and nobody's going to bat an eye because they've got money and they get to create the rules. Yeah. And I do think that is important like because we're talking about like buying lawyers and, you know, playing fields when it comes to the law. I think it is important to note that it almost doesn't matter what the law is if as a society we decide that these things are not acceptable yeah so you know because we know that the justice system is broken we know that many of the systems that we have are broken because what happens is you have a system that was created hundreds of years ago and you know people keep like tweaking them but no one's doing an overhaul of any of our systems they just yeah. it's just not happening but what can happen is that as a society we can change and then we can influence what happens based on society like it yeah. actually would be impactful if Bill Cosby gets out of prison and then no one, no one would buy, like comedy clubs aren't calling him because no one would buy a ticket to go see a rapist. Yeah. You know, that would make a difference. It actually would, but that's not happening. And when people choose, again, when people choose to take mm -hmm. their money away from those people, then they're being shamed for can't the cancel culture thing you know like oh well these people should have the ability to change and to grow and to you know change their minds and, and it's I like yeah you can but you don't get paid for that if if bill cosby hadn't just come out of prison do you think at his age he would still be honestly trying to book stand-up gigs at comedy clubs he's i mean probably honestly it's bill cosby like <laughs> he would have to get his women somehow like where do you yeah, meet them? You I know? don't know. He's 83 years old. Um, he only served three years of a 10-year sentence. Wow. And you know what blows my mind is I don't hear. I mean, so when you lose something on appeal, mm -hmm. you go back to court and you re-prosecute it and you fix the mistake. I'm not hearing anything. Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. Probably because of it. And what's, what's hilarious about this is that a year ago, it was all the talk was he's basically dying in prison. He's blind. He can't, he can't think straight. He can't talk straight. Like he's getting Alzheimer's. Like there's so much. And now he's booking comedy shows. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled he can't be retried on the same charges. So the Supreme Court blocked it. I'm sure he paid them off whatever oh it's so frustrating yeah. it's okay. so frustrating like i well, i feel like I wanna... now i feel calm i feel like i've gotten it out of my system okay, i'm glad you got it out <laughs> i think we you know put put billionaires on blast and rapists on blast and we've gotten yeah. some of our 
anxiety out. So I want to move because I know we have one more current event that I do want to talk about before we run out of time today. Oh my gosh. And have we not run out of time already? I think we Ooh. can carve out enough space okay. for our baby Britney Spears. <laughs> like we gotta talk about Britney. And you know, I don't even know. We've never about. talked about this before. So it will be interesting because you know I don't actually have I don't know that I have a lot to say because while I've I've heard a lot about this topic, um it's all over the board and I don't actually know what's real and what's not real and what's I have no idea what's going on. So let okay, tell me what you know about the Britney Spears situation. Very little. All hashtag free Britney. Yeah, hashtag free Britney. Uh, that's all I know. This is a I hashtag know, episode. I know hashtag, that. Hashtag uh, cowboy penis. Hashtag me too. Hashtag free Britney. <laughs> oh my gosh. Follow um, us on Twitter. So, so, I mean, so basically, you know, in a nutshell, she went the way of most childhood stars and yeah. lost her freaking mind. Mm -hmm. And so her dad puts her under this guardianship because she was acting crazy and she was i mean we mm -hmm. all were a little worried <clears throat> about Brittany 20 years yeah. ago 15 years ago 10 years ago i mean things were concerning but again we kind of have seen this play out so much since the 80s you know with all the like child actors that were ruined in the 80s right. you've got Drew Barrymore who's talking about her experiences being hooked on coke at 12 which i can't even literally wrap my head around yeah. when I think about myself at 12 years old you know so it's just kind of like oh that's what happens well when and also it can and yeah and it can be really difficult to determine too like um the severity of what's happening because you know we saw her she was like partying and she married a random guy for a night in Vegas and she shaved yeah. her head now those are things that you know people in college do you know so it's like the severity of that at the time while it was like hmm, I feel like she might be going through something uh going through something and having a mental break are two different things so yeah. like uh it was very difficult to determine if she, like what exactly because no one was all in her personal life you know we didn't know what was going on so, and it's hard to know, you know, what's happening for publicity and what's really, you know, what's a real thing, especially yeah. then, because th at that point, paparazzi well, were I assumed huge. that a lot of the stuff was publicity, like mm. the marriage to Kevin Federline. How do I remember that guy's name? Like, why is that taking space in my brain? I what remember a watching a documentary <laughs> about that situation and her being like, but oh, I, I have that was a publicity day. Yeah, they got tons of publicity for it. You yeah, know, it was he huge. was like the girl everybody wanted to marry at that time. So it was, you know, then she marries this loot, like random loser guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Totally like a guy I would date type. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so <clears throat> I think the major issue right now, because this guardianship thing has been going on for a long time. I think mm -hmm. she's battled it in court a long time. She well, I don't think she has. I think that's actually the, the thing that's confusing to some people. Um, is that she hasn't actually really done anything about it for a really long time. Well, I know that she addressed the judge and she said that the last time she had come there, which was, I guess, like a few years ago to address the judge and to mm -hmm. make the case that she said this time to that judge that 
She felt the judge was not taking her seriously and was just acting like this whole thing was a joke and that she really didn't have any rights, that she still was kind of picturing the crazy Britney's, you know, pulling, you know, publicity stunts, shaving her head. And there were issues. She had children, I get, mm-hmm. but it, keep the kids safe. But, um, but yeah, she was just kind of saying that, you know, she's never been taken seriously in this whole proceeding. And anytime she has tried to talk about it, it's been like a joke to everybody. And she really wants people to, to listen to her and to understand that she is very serious and she has a right to control things in her life. And I think Mm -hmm. the number one issue on the table is that she's forced to have an IUD in and uh, that's a little foreshadowing uh, realist (laughs) because we are going to be talking about IEDs in an upcoming episode mm-hmm. so I'll just drop that little tidbit right there but she has one and I've had one and mm-hmm. she wants it removed as anyone who's probably had one would tell you they would want because they're not comfortable and they cause a lot of problems um, but she wants to have it removed and she can't because it's part of this guardianship thing mm-hmm. and she it's wants to she, and she wants to just like have a life she wants to get yeah. married again and have kids yeah. if she wants and maybe control her own money yeah she actually earned so yeah I mean I never was a huge Britney fan but I am all team Britney all the way right now because I really truly believe you've, you cannot there should not be laws and this should not be just how we handle people who had some sort of a, you know, mental situation happen as a result of just probably the natural consequences of the life that she was being pushed. Can you imagine the pressure on an 18 year old Britney Spears who's doing world tours and, you know, you've got entire people's job, you know, people live because of you. Yeah. And I mean, pressure to put on someone that age. Yeah. And I, uh, I actually am going to do a rare thing and take a step back on this one and, and say that unlike almost anything in the world, I don't really have an opinion on this one. Hmm. Um, You're not team free Britney. I'm not anti free Britney. I, (laughs) I really don't know what's going on. I really yeah. don't know what's going on. A lot of the podcasts I listen to have, have mentioned this. And I just, I really don't have, I mean, other than the basics, like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think have no clue it. what's going on. Like, I have no idea. I feel like her family's shady. I feel like her sister's shady. I feel like because her sister, Jamie Lynn, the one who, you know, had a baby when she was like 12 or whatever. Yeah. again sorry that's liable she didn't have a baby i don't know how old she was but she was little um yeah. betas having babies um but her dad seems shady her sister seems shady her sister doesn't seem to care about her at all but again that's just my impression based on what very little information i have yeah. um and so it's kind of like i don't know I never got the impression that Britney Spears was like one of, you know, sometimes you have pop stars who also, you know, are like really smart. They just, they come off as very intelligent, strong individuals, you know, outside of celebrity pop star world. I never really got that impression from Britney Spears. Um, you know, and 
I don't know. In fact, I got the opposite impression from her always. Um, and I really just have no idea she could be totally. And the thing is too, is uh, like the thing that she said was, you know, the, the drugs that she's on um, kind of make her zombie-like. And, you know, so I just, and I don't think that she posts to her own social media. I don't think she has any control, but again, I don't know her day-to-day life. I don't yeah. know if she's just living like a normal life um, as a person does. And maybe that is great for her because maybe she shouldn't be doing, I have no idea. Anything <laughs> that I say is just like, yeah, I just, I well, know so very little. I actually do own Britney Spears music, but I know so little of her personally. Yeah. You know? So here's, here's for me what it comes down to, and I'll wrap it up with this. Um, one, I think we're talking about women controlling their bodies and all this stuff about abortions. Any woman should be able to make a decision, you know, about birth control and things like that. And my second point that I want to make here is that this kind of boils down to laws being created for one reason and then applied potentially to situations that don't fit. So we have this guardianship law because there are people adults with severe mental incapacity, Mm -hmm. you know, very low, you know, uh, mental function who do need to be cared for. They would not know how to use their money. They do need to be put on birth control because they don't need to be having kids that they honestly can't take care of. Mm -hmm. The question is, does Brittany actually meet that standard? Are they keeping her drugged to make her fit the standard? And so are we applying a law to a person where the, really that law wasn't designed for? So I and guess, that yeah. is my concern. Okay. So now, I know I'm not in a position where I can make a judgment about her mental state. Yeah. Somebody needs to do that. That's, you know, an expert in that field. But if she is not mentally incapable of handling her own money and taking care of children, then that, then this does not apply to her. Yeah. So I guess I will backtrack a little bit and I will say I, I, my little bit of opinion is there's a really big difference in someone not being able to control their money mm-hmm. and not being able to control their lives. Yeah. Like if you, if you think all your money is going to disappear and you probably shouldn't be, maybe you're just not great with finances or you're not super responsible you typically don't put your father in no, charge. You, you have like a random attorney. Yes, that's their entire job. And people mm-hmm. who are rich, like Britney Spears, always have accountants and financial advisors, or they should. And yeah. that's a job, and she can hire someone to do that. And if she's not a great mom, she can hire even someone to take care of her kids like all the other rich women do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just saying I don't, no and that's her argument i think is that this law is not being applied this guardianship the is supposed to be applied the way that it was intended to and what does that mean for anybody who's an adult who's maybe made some poor choices in their early 20s and by mm-hmm. god who hasn't that their parents can just come in and take control of their money and their lives and do yeah, it's really scary 
So that, that to me is the issue because I don't want that to be the world that we're heading towards. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and it says it opens a lot of doors that we won't get into today about how we treat celebrities and how we view and treat like mental health issues because like, there's just such a large scale. There's such a large scale when it comes to these things. Um, so it's very tricky when you have a situation like with this Britney Spears thing, because I remember, this is gonna be random, but I remember when there was a Richard Simmons thing too. And there was a podcast like where this guy was following Richard Simmons and he was supposedly being like locked away in his home by this woman who was like his caretaker is like gardener. I don't know what she was. Uh, have you never listened to that podcast? No. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to track it down. Cause this was a few years ago that I listened to it, but like, I could it's so fascinating. Definitely talk about some Richard Simmons. Who's okay. Still oh my gosh. So we should like, like totally dissect that like, in like total recluse, but it's, it's a similar, it's a similar situation in that it's just like, there, there needs to be some, like, who is determining these things? And it yeah. can't be people when it comes to especially celebrities. And when it comes to money, it cannot be people that are in it for the money. It can't be people that are being paid by this person or, you know, they have to be like state appointed or they have to be the same people that everyone else goes to because, and, you know, there are even you know, tons of issues with that system, of course, of course, but you just, who do you trust in these situations? And that's sort of the situation is that like, I just don't know anything about what's going on with Britney Spears. I, I see everything about this problematic, but I don't know, I don't know who, who's telling the truth. I don't know who is just after money. I don't know who want, like, for all I know, she's like this, this totally lovely human who is, you know, being drugged for absolutely no reason, or, you know, is being put on drugs that she, you know, different drugs than she should be put on to be functional. And, you know, is just being held captive. And it might not, it might not be even remotely like that intense. She might have a good life. I have no idea what's going on with her. Yeah. And my whole point here is that, like I said, I can't make any decision about Brittany. I am team free Brittany because if Brittany wants to be free, Hey, I'm on her side. But, um, the bigger picture here is how we're applying laws designed for a type of person that really does need a guardianship to be safe and that being abused so that basically a family can live off her money and do whatever they want with her money and that does appear to be happening which makes me sort of believe yeah that might be some selfish motives here i don't know if this is all about they care so much about britney but yes we don't know the inner workings we certainly can't make any judgment calls yeah but and i will I definitely say it does not seem like anything is being done because anyone cares so much about britney yeah that's the truth, except her fans. So I yeah. think it's fun that her fans are, are coming to her aid. Here's an here's an example where your supporters are, I think, on the right side. <laughs> you know, the supporters Hopefully. are on the right side. So, Hopefully, yeah. but um, anyway, so we'll see. There seems to be a lot of momentum behind the free Britney thing right now. So mm -hmm. maybe something will 
we'll get done. But anyway, it's just fun yeah. for us to talk about. And um, and like I said, I'm always looking at the legal aspect of things. So that's why I wanted to to touch on that today. Sure. And I think it's fun to talk about what's happening in the world, especially yeah. when it's all of these things totally um, come back to issues that we've discussed on the podcast that affected us as people and affect us every day. So it's, it's interesting to see them on a large scale. Yeah. And a little celebrity gossip is good for the soul. Always fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's probably a good place to wrap it up for this week. Um, If you guys have any comments, questions, topics you want to hear about, email us at tell me something real podcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a short, less than a minute voice message on our anchor page. Heather, I hope that you have an amazing week. Well, I also hope you have a very good week. Thank you. Get some rest. You too. I will try. Like right (laughs) now, I think I will go rest. All right. Well, till next time, keep it real.